0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. As. Welcome back into the room. And watch as Trent Alexander Arnold converts his first goal of the season. Get in, my man. No, I'm not. You are kidding. You are kidding. <laughs> this is the stuff I did. This this is for that very moment. This is why I wanted to do this kind of feed. For your face, when Trent Alexander Arnold rubs your nose in it I with give a lovely half volley into the far corner. <laughs> I give up. What is the I point? I what, I'm, what I'm just going to WhatsApp of playing you. this game. Just going to Because just to recreate the the whole match day experience that we normally do. where well, I would WhatsApp you. Hold on a minute. Let's just go into the black box chat room. Uh, I, can't be, I can't believe
1: it. I've owned him. I've owned him for for. There we go. What I've WhatsApped Trent
0: exclamation mark exclamation mark there. Um, you're going to you're going to block you, me? Don't block me. My what are you doing?
1: Hi everyone! It's episode 19. It's the post Gogglebox show. So thank you everyone who tuned in and well watched me and Mark go through all the emotions that you can go through in FPL. We had highs from Mark. We had the ultimate lows from me. I don't want to talk about it anymore. It Mark. was hard. I'm, it was, I, I'm a broken man.
0: It was difficult for me. And yeah, this is going to be a shortened show because we've just come out of a two-hour live stream uh, during the Spurs liverpool game and uh the story of it was it was all going so well we were both enjoying it and it then wasn't. the events son is gold a
1: disallowed
0: yeah well <laughs> yeah okay son had a gold disallowed that was a blow for you first of all as won it but then then trent did what he did which was out completely out of the blue wasn't it and just to explain it it's because basically you sold trent going into this game week, didn't you of
1: course of course i did just add it to the list of bad decisions uh this year, yeah, I sold him for Stones. So got my got my six points from Stones, was pretty happy with that. And then Trent blows him out of the water. What can you do?
0: But I mean to be me, the logic was there as you can't be well, this is what we've said time and time again on this show, is that it's all about the decision, not the output, and that's what you've got to sell yourself. And I don't I don't think Stones over Trent will be a bad move long term. It's just that one game, and it's just unfortunate you have to watch it with a Trent owner. Like (laughs) I said, what are the chances that you would sell (laughs) Trent going into a game and then have to watch it with somebody who owns Trent? Uh, And I felt bad. I tried to play down my celebrations, but I didn't do a very good job. You were
1: terrible. You were were absolutely terrible throughout. (laughs) And I won't forget it. Next year, when I pick myself up, I'll be... I will remember this.
0: He owes me one. Yeah, I mean, if I you, if you, yeah, I, I ran out the room at one point. I did, I did Indeed, celebrate yeah. quite uh, over the top because Trent Down for me beer, you know,
1: love some fireworks.
0: Yeah, Trent for me has been a, bug, a bugbear. He's been a, you know, I just a player that I've sworn by, sworn allegiance to, a player that I feel that. I'm loyal to for some stupid reason. And I've been paying the price for him a couple of times, sold him once, got him back in the wild card. And it's, I just wasn't expecting it. So when you get unexpected returns, it is different. It does feel better, doesn't it? But yeah, I, I, I do apologise. And and we had, yeah, like you say, the Son goal disallowed, the Salah goal disallowed as well. Liverpool were a different, different outfit mm. altogether, weren't they? Suddenly attacking on all cylinders.
1: Yeah, they played well. I mean, you know, Robertson, you know, seeing as Spurs played um, Dotti and uh, Aurier, it was always kind of, it made sense that the Robertson had a more kind of subdued role. So I'm not panicking too much about him, but Liverpool in general looked a lot better. Salah looks off it. Uh, he scored a good goal. Obviously, he didn't know, didn't know that Firmino had handballed it, but Mane looks razor sharp. And you know, I think if you're choosing one of them going forward, might even be leading towards Mane now, given that he's mm. outperforming Salah quite a lot.
0: Yeah, I, it's just whether well, we're brave enough to do that. Um, yeah, I'm not <laughs> with, with the pens. It's it's such a difficult decision with those pens. I almost six Salah weeks in there.
1: a row though for Salah blanking. That is, I would never have thought that could happen.
0: No, there was that talk of the witch doctor putting the five-game curse on, and as we said on the stream, it sounds like he's got uh, one free game week there, and it's actually six blanks. That's, I mean, he's never done that before. Um, no, Obviously never did five before. Now it's up to six. How, how far can it go? I mean, it's its just got West Ham next, away, which were the most improved defence in the league at the moment. Mm. So... He could, he could, he could run up to seven, eight matches, which just seems ridiculous. But he was un—I guess he was unfortunate. He did take his goal well tonight. Mm. What the other key event from tonight's game was uh, Harry Kane's injury, which we've Some come straight from that as well. With. Is that what's the what's the news on that?
1: Mourinho says he's going to be out for a few weeks.
0: Right, bloody hell, that's that's, that's big. big.
1: You yeah. own him. You got you. got to get rid, right? <laughs> I mean, who'd you get? There's so few premiums out there anyway. Um, and so few strikers as well that, that are kind of in form. I guess Kane to Calvert-Lewin is going to be so popular this week off the back of that, I would have thought. Yeah,
0: yeah I mean, that's a that's a sensible move it would seem Because the thing is what we said about Kane is when he's injured, even when he comes back, he takes a few games to get back up to speed. Mm. He's not someone who who recovers from injuries very easily um, In in the past. Maybe it's different now. So that is a blow. And so what do you make of that? impact on Son you're a Son owner at the moment it presumably he goes up front and takes pens would you think yeah
1: I mean I, I would I would have thought so that's what happened last year Scott he scored a couple of pens didn't he um he's always looked really good when Kane's been out so yeah I'm not thinking oh no he's going to be massively impacted Spurs in general are going to be impacted by it uh but you know they've, they've got enough quality to to make up for it they're not they're not going to be they're not going to be as good And I don't think there's anyone else in that team you'd invest in other than Son. But I don't know. If I didn't have Son, I don't know if I would be thinking, oh, I need to get him in. But he's a hold for me, for sure.
0: Yeah, this is it now, because I was all set going into this game week to either get Kane up front or Son in midfield. And tonight's events and that announcement for Marino... Makes me think twice. But we'll look at our teams uh, mm. and the captaincy later on. This is going to be a shortened show. We're not going to do more than an hour. We promise. We're, pro- we're getting over <laughs> two hours. <immediately. laughs> One in the morning. So, yeah. Um, but having done a two-hour stream already, we're just going to go through some of the regulars um, tonight. And we're going to start that by looking at our teams, of course. Um So let's look at our teams in the game week. Uh, I haven't got the points on there, but I think you've got 55 points for the game week. Ed. Yeah. Want, talk us through it?
1: Yeah, fifty five is it's all right. <laughs> it's um it's a green arrow. I'm up to sort of eight hundred and something thousand in the world. So you know, I mean I'm in the top million now, which is which is nice. Yeah. yeah. I mean the, the the frustrating thing is, you know, I mean Cancelo finally got his returns. That was great. Uh we talked at length about City in general and, and um, you know, we, we we spoke about whether their options could rival United's. And we both kind of agreed they could. I think we were both just a bit Scared of going, you know, for someone other than Fernandez. Um But what's really annoying when I look at my team is I didn't get Gundogan in, who was someone who was talking about getting in and captaining. And in the end, I just got so flustered with my bench because I just couldn't decide who to play out of Eiling, Suchek and Sufal. And I just thought if I get in Gundogan, it's like adding in another player into the mix who could do well or or we don't really know how he's going to be without De Bruyne and I I just I was flicking between them all so much and you know it it has been in the case if you don't really know what to do doing nothing often is the best thing to do especially Mm -hmm. when a hit's involved and in the end I got the uh, you know if I'd played Suchek it wouldn't have mattered if I hadn't got Gundogan because I would have got the 15 points from him but I went for Ireland got drawn into that Newcastle game Suchek first on my bench. Gundogan goes off and gets fourteen. So that was just a complete disaster. Uh, but yeah, Cancelo and, and Rafina, my only ones really delivering. Rafina's nice to get those points. He's he's been in my team for a while. So
0: what, not what a complete disaster,
1: done? but just potential. Potential was there.
0: Would you have gone Suchek to? Was it Suchek It would have made way if you'd have gone. Yeah,
1: Gundogan? it was Suechek. It was Suechek to Gundogan, and I was like, I was I was so close to doing it, but I just. I just looked at Sue Fowler and Eiling and I just thought there's, a, there's clean sheets there for probably both of them. And, you know, six points, you know, one of them gets an assist or, or a bonus, that's nine points. If Gundawan goes off early, if he gets three, I'm going to be throwing some points away. And, yeah, I mean, Gundawan got two goals. Fair, I mean, fair enough. You know, I thought maybe he'd get a penalty or a free kick or something, like that, but two open play goals, I think, just really shows what a, what a player he is at the moment. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, it's nice in a way because now I don't think I will sell... Suchek, I think he's he's pretty much a season keeper who'll just stay in my team. So it'll probably be Rafina who, who leaves now. So we'll see if in the long run, maybe selling Suchek wouldn't have been the best option, but it doesn't feel great at the moment.
0: Yeah, I remember when we looked at your team last week, you were talking about benching Suchek and I had him in my team and it didn't turn out like that, so I, I changed my mind. But I was saying to you, I, I fancy Suchek at Palace and we talked yeah. about the set piece thing, of course, and it, that's how it turned out. But it was, I mean... A week after the bench boost, you're always going to have, for me, I had really hard decisions to make. And I think many teams did. So we saw, ironically, some massive bench scores the week after yeah. many managers played their always, bench Always. Always the case, isn't it? Yeah. Always the way. So, so cruel, the way that turned out. But yeah, you're right about Gundogan. He we, we highlighted last week how, almost how unnatural his stats were compared to his career data um, over the last seven games. And, yeah, it turned out again. And he was pushed when there was talk about, oh, is he going to drop deeper? He was pushed forward so much, wasn't he? He was like often playing in the, in that false nine position, running mm. into centre forward positions. And he took his goals brilliantly. That's what's really eye opening is the way he took his chances.
1: Yeah. And, you know, it's it's not like he's got a couple of difficult games to follow it. You know, Sheffield United, I mean, they've got an amazing result against United, but Still I don't think they played particularly well in that game. They they got you know, United were terrible. Um I'm not convinced looking at that that Chevy United is suddenly gonna go on a massive winning run. I think City are gonna are gonna probably take them to the cleaners again. And then Burnley Burnley against City is always a bloodbath as well. So mm. you've got to think Underwin's points are gonna continue. Supped off early as well. Um they're just going from strength to strength. So I, I think, you know, I really do think he's He's had, we, you know, we've, we we want, we wanted the week to assess him, see how he's going to be without De Bruyne there. Well, he's come through that with flying colours. So, yeah, he's, he's he's got to come in.
0: Yeah, it was that. I mean, I was tempted to do the same. I was thinking, should I just get Son in and have a look at Gundawam without De Bruyne? Because that was the unknown. It was like, OK, well, his is good going into this game. But hold on, what's the impact of De Bruyne missing? And the impact, I mean, I did predict a 4-0 win for City. I expected them to win well, but I wasn't expecting what we saw. It was so easy and it was... They could have had more, and Gundogan, two goals, extraordinary. So I did make the call. I did get Gundogan in. I st- stuck to the plan there, Um and obviously benefit from Cancelo's points. I mean, it's amazing, isn't it? Cancelo, for so long, has had this return in him. Uh, and finally it comes, and it came in fortuitous a circumstance with the goal that was yeah. offside, but allowed. Because it wasn't offside, if you know what I mean. Um So... He took his chance well, Um, but yeah, I mean, I've ended up with I think eighty three, which is a ridiculous score, massive,
1: um, massive,
0: yeah. and a uh, so it followed a, a good game week last time out, obviously with the with the uh, wild card playing the double game week. I did well out of that, so I've, I've I've had a couple of really strong green arrows. So I'm up, I think I'm up inside the top thirty thousand now, which is a great place to be at this point. So I've just got to not blow it. And like you it said, it's like now it's like. It's not what do you do. Transfers are so difficult because I look at this and think, you know, it's very, very tricky. The next move, I and mean, it's having done well for two weeks, you're nervous about changing anything, let alone making transfers that could take two players out. But that's something I'm thinking about. Um, overall, though, I got over the Sujet benching, um, but that was <laughs> that was tough to take because it's the first time this season he's been on my bench and scored, and I haven't lucked him into my team so didn't happen this time. It's tricky though. of your
1: team because, I mean, you know, you've, you've got returns from, from all the kind of fringe players, you know, Gundam, yeah. Rafinha, Antonio, Rodrigo, I mean, Bamford, but you're not going to bench Bamford against Newcastle. Uh, you know, he had, a, he had a poor game, but yeah, I think, you know, I, I think you, you can look at, I mean, I, I look at Eiling and I think, why the hell did I play Eiling? Um, but yeah, I look at your team and I think, yeah, I probably would have done the same as well.
0: Yeah, it was a tough call. I mean, I just fancied, Leeds to get a couple of goals, and I thought, well, I'll play Rodrigo. He got an assist, and I thought, oh, that's a good result. That's a good, yeah, you know, yeah. good decision, and then Suchek ruined me. But he ruined a lot of people this week, so it's fair enough. In the great and the good league, a, a word on um, on Late Riser, who got Cancelo in this week and found his return immediately, which is yeah. just unbelievable. I couldn't, you know, he's we've been... waited so long. <laughs> yeah, we've waited so long. He's had Stones and Diaz, to his credit, and did well with those two and he went triple up city defense and Cancelo delivered immediately came into his team. Um, But not a lot else went late risers way. A few people, Joe also having a a tough game. This is before tonight's game. So these scores have gone up. Yeah. Yeah. So Mane did the business for Joe tonight to boost him up there. Um, I'm one point, I was one point behind Magnus Carlson. So hopefully I've caught him up now. What's interesting though, um, in the bottom table is if you look at the, uh, hits made and transfers made. Neil Rigg, head on scout, has only taken one hit all season. Which, when you look at the company, I mean, most people have taken at least four. He hasn't just taken one. It's crazy.
1: (laughs) Minus 28. (laughs) hell. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Late riser, minus 36. I'll be joining him this week, I think.
0: Yeah, we're both on minus 28. I think this season is... You know, I I guess with, with the situation we're in with COVID, more hits than ever. It's not it's not I'm not imagining that. I mean if you look at that table mm. there, I mean General's taken twenty, Fabio Borges twenty four, us two twenty eight, Sean twenty eight, and Late Riser thirty six. Even Joe, twenty four, he's not he uses them when he needs to. I mean even Vila vonka, the most cautious manager by reputation, has taken three points hit. So Neil's done extraordinarily well to just use one. Um crazy stuff that. Um, Okay, Um, that's the league situation. We'll update that next week when it's fully up to date with tonight's game and obviously the weekend games as well. Let's have a quick delve into the data. I haven't highlighted anything here because we were doing the live stream earlier, but um, this is um, the top defences as graded by mins per expected goals conceded. Man City right out on top, uh, both in terms over the season and over the last four matches... Mins per xG conceded, two hundred and forty-six point six minutes. Absolutely crazy. <laughs> I mean, they don't look that like is... conceding at all, do they? It's
1: absolutely ridiculous. I mean, you know, it's, it's always been a case of you—you you, you felt with City in the seasons gone by. You own, you know, they keep the ball so well, and then you know everything looks good, but then they've kind of got like a mistake in them, or they've got something where, yeah. you know, we even saw it in that West Brom game, like weeks and weeks, feels like forever ago, but. You've, you know, you've always sensed that you know you only need a couple of chances maybe to score against them. Now they're not even getting one chance like against them. They're just like they're just so good. Like the the partnership of Stones and and Dias is just so strong, and Cancelo is such an upgrade on, on Walker. I think the fact he comes into midfield and drops back and he, he just covers so much ground and distance. Um, yeah, I mean they're just they're just they're just really clicking at the right time. I, I, mean, I, I just can't see, I just can't see them not winning the league. Like, not at the moment. To have these no. foundations of, of defence and to be, sc- now to be scoring goals again. Um, yeah, really, really good.
0: But look at that stat there, minutes per chance conceded over the last four. Every, only conceded a shot every 16 minutes. So that's six to seven shots conceded. Is that all?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: that's all in a, in a, in a match at the moment. Um, I mean, you look at West Brom, they're conceding a shot every 4.7 minutes over the last four. Yeah. It's a massive golf between the top team yeah. and the bottom team. I've never seen anything like that. Uh, they've conceded one big chance in the last four, Man City, uh, <laughs> as of Leicester. Um, yeah, it's just, if you've, you've got to double up at least, haven't you, on their defence. Um, Cancelo, Diaz and Stones, you've got to have two of those, I think, yeah. is, with the run that they've got as well. West Ham's defence, word on them, because the last four, they've been extraordinary. They're second uh, to City over the last four, conceded an expected goal every 176 minutes. Um, They obviously conceded a couple at Palace, but I think they only conceded um, two shots in the box, I think it was. So they still looked solid, didn't they, even then? Yeah, they did. And again,
1: yeah, I mean, I just didn't think they had it in them. (laughs) I just didn't think Moyes would, would be able to get them so well drilled and you know, Sufal's made a big difference. They had Masuaku got injured and they filled that, they they plugged that void. They've got Jesse Lingard now, so they're just going go from strength to strength. Uh, yeah, and, you know, and, and even like Dawson coming in, I mean, you know, Balbuena was, was looking good and uh, I think he got rested and Dawson came in, had a really good game. He's kept his place in the side and I don't think they've, well, they have conceded now, but until that, until that goal, they were, um, yeah, they were keeping clean sheets all, all over the place. So, Again, it's like Stones comes in for City, a player who you never would think would make such a difference and, and has kind of massively tightened things up. And Dawson's come in mm. for West Ham and and done the same. So it's a season of redemption and odd um, sort of cult defensive heroes, I think.
0: Yeah, it is. And Dawson got the goal as well, didn't he? So yeah. he's, he's always been a threat of set pieces. But you never associated Dawson with a player who would come in and shore up a defence. No. That's no. that's how it's been. It's just his partnership with Ob- Bonner. And with Creswell there as well, it's just, just yeah, it's just been fantastic. He's been, I mean, Creswell's got to be, I mean, a, a very kind of a underrated player, but he's had a fantastic season, so he's he's been a factor in it as well. Yeah. Um, just elsewhere, they're Arsenal doing climbing the table. Of the last four, they're fourth for expected goals conceded, 130 minutes per expected goal, so looking very strong. They got a good result at uh, Southampton, of so they're mm-hmm. they're definitely on the up and up. Saka and Lacazette, if we look at the attacking yeah. data. Um, are suddenly becoming factors. I mean, Arsenal, there they are. Over the last four, top for minutes per expected goal, forty one point one minutes. So even ahead of Man City and West Ham in second for that as well. So you know the theme here of this data at the moment is just how well Arsenal, West Ham are doing, and and of course City on course to win the league. both just in But yeah, what do you make of Arsenal at the moment? I mean, Saka, Saka, we've got to consider him as well now, haven't we? As a, as another cheap option.
1: Yeah, I mean he's he's great. Whenever I watch him, you know, even uh, was it, last, it was last year when he broke into the team, wasn't it? And you know, he's a young guy, given given the energy. And you look at Smith Rowe as well, what he what he's bought. I mean, they just bought Udegaard, Udegaard, Udegaard. Mm. I don't pronounce
0: his name.
1: But yeah, it'd be interesting to see how he how he slots in. But yeah, Saka is one. I think I, there's, I don't know if you've got any stats on Saka, but I think his shots on, on in the box and shots on target is right up there with some of the best in the league. So he's yeah he, he's he's a player Andy put in on his on his wildcard, mm. for example, and he's he bench boosted with him and, and played him this week had double digit points in both of those. So yeah, really really strong kind of left field pick. The fixtures are they got United, but then they have got Wolves and then Leeds, a Villa. So a bit of a mixed bag of fixtures. But he's cheap. Um, 5.2, 5.3 uh, Yeah, I like him
0: It's just the situation we're in with Suchek And we talked about Smith-Rowe being someone Who would shake up the template a bit I think with Udegaard coming in that yeah. There's a bit of doubt there now But Saka's certainly a nailed-on starter And when you think that we've got Rafinha, Gundogan Suchek, and obviously we've got to consider Saka as well, suddenly it's like we're flushing money Out left, right and centre, aren't we? I it's, know
1: we're gonna have budget. The, the, Our team is going to be like 60 million we're gonna have like 40 million in the bank or something i mean you know if you take money out of Kane, see i think some people have already got like eight or nine million in the bank and with kane you take kane out and bring yeah. in i don't know like a six million striker and you're gonna have like 15 million in the bank i mean that is just that has never happened it's like crazy ever. because
0: we've got kane vardy and boino all three uh more than yep. 10 million uh all out and you know they're free of the template players well certainly two of them were um, so there's going to be a lot of money out there now um, and he, we talked about Calvert-Lewin and whether he would come in for Kane um, as the Kane replacement but look at Everton their last four matches their bottom in terms of minutes per expected goal 169 minutes they did show more with, with Rodriguez out and mm. and with Dino playing left, left midfield that's something we're alert to as well he's got to be something to consider but do you have any doubts about Calvert-Lewin? Still, you looked a bit rusty against Leicester. Um, you still going to go to him?
1: Yeah, I think I think so. I mean, you know, the the last the last four are kind of a bit a bit difficult to judge with with Everton. They've they've had some hard games. They've had all the well, not all their players. But they've had the, a lot of their players out. They've now got what I think is potentially the, pretty much the two best games other than West Brom to to kind of start addressing that. Newcastle at home is an amazing fixture. I mean, Newcastle played well against Leeds. Had twenty shots on target or whatever. Still couldn't win. I mean, what does that do for your confidence if you play that well and still end up on the losing side? I think Newcastle are a team that could just get battered by or turned over by a team, and I think Everton are going to really go into that with you know with the with that kind of mindset to turn them over. And then they got Leeds and Leeds defensively. I'm not. I'm just not. I'm just not feeling it. So mm. I'm looking at I'm looking at those two games and thinking I need I need to get involved in Everton. Um, Calvert Lewin's the obvious. The obvious one, Dean, is the other one I'm really looking at. Played left left mid, left wing, Last two games in the Cup and, and yesterday. And we know what he's capable of. And yeah. I can see a, a Calvert-Lewin-Dean partnership, you know, bearing fruit. So, yeah, I'm really tempted by that.
0: Yeah, I mean, we've got the ticker up there, um, ranked by attacking potential. And Everton are sixth in that. They've got, like you say, Newcastle leads, United away, then Fulham at home, Liverpool away, the Derby, and Southampton at home. So they've got three decent home games against Newcastle, Fulham, and Southampton in the next six. And plus that trip to Leeds, which could bear fruit as well. And you've got to think set pieces are a weakness of Leeds. And Calvert, Lewin, Mina, um, and Keane are all going to be a big threat in that game. And yeah, yeah. you've got to back them against Newcastle. Um, if we go back um, to the defensive data, um, we can see. Um, yeah, you know, just how... Let's bring this up here. Um, just how um, Newcastle have struggled of late. Um, last four you matches... You haven't got your stream ranked. deck,
1: have you? You haven't do all manually.
0: Yeah, I know. No stream decks, mate. <laughs> um, we see they're right down there. Forty-eight uh, Minutes per expected goals conceded. 48.3. Only Fulham and West Brom below them over the last four matches. So they really have struggled. And even over the yep. season, they're fourth from bottom. So they are, you know, relegation candidates producing relegation data. And we saw Leeds create enough against them to show that Everton could get a convincing win. And obviously, when we look at captains later in the show, that's that's got something we've got to consider. Um, let's look at player data just briefly. And we talked about Calvert-Lewin over the season. He's still up there. I mean, when you look at minutes per expected goal involvement, non-penalty, he's up there in, in fifth place. But he's now behind Lacazette. And we talked about Saka. Yeah. Is Lacazette going to be a solution that people look at with Kane and Vardy out?
1: Yeah, it could be. It could be. It's... He's had such a strange time at Arsenal because he's always kind of been second fiddle to Aubameyang and now it's reversed because Aubameyang is not really been performing this season. I think he's got personal problems now which means he's out of the Arsenal team not not sure for how long but in Aubameyang's absence Lacazette's really stepped up. Um and he's not getting subbed at half time like Emery used to do when I owned him. So, you know, that's that's a plus. <laughs> uh and he's a goal scorer and he's he's a, you know, he's the reputation he had in France and, the you know, he was signed as this kind of superstar that would really bring everything out of, of Arsenal and really sort of push them up a gear. And it's like a delayed three years to get to this point, but it looks like now he finally does. And they're getting players behind him who actually look like they can create chances. You know, Smith-Rowe, Odegaard coming in with Saka there. Um, you've got Tierney, you know, I think he had the most chances created when he was in the team over the four matches that he played. So they're, they're now getting balls to their striker who is in good form and a player like him he's just I just think he's just going to carry on because he's a confident striker and with with those players around him creating those chances and the form he's in I, I can see I can see him scoring more it's just the fixtures I just don't know how many he's going to get and whether it's really worth mm. I mean if it's if it's Kane to, to Lacazette I think it's um, you know there's, I think there's potentially a, a shrewd move there uh, but would I be kind of Making taking hits to bring him in and stuff. I wouldn't be captaining him. I don't think. No. Uh, I mean, but I could, you, I'd expect a steady return from him.
0: United and Wolves are next two. Not easy defensively. I mean, they do give up opportunities. You'd, you'd think Arsenal can score in both those games. Then Villa away, which isn't easy. That's tough. Le- Leeds, Leeds at home is the game, isn't it? You perhaps be looking at Arsenal attackers Saka or Lacazette for that game, Week Twenty Four game. But other than that, the fixtures, yeah, the, yeah, the fixtures definitely great are against him. Um, Look at
1: Palaces though.
0: Uh yeah, I mean, if we go back to the ticker, sorry about that. It's, let's just go back and have it. I mean, Palace are top both in terms of attack and defence. Um, at the moment, over the last six. Um, so they've got Wolves at home, Newcastle away, Leeds away, Burnley at home, Brighton away, Fulham at home. They can get results in all of those, and and so we've got to consider Zaha, haven't we?
1: Yeah, I mean, he's the only one. The only one I would consider. And Mitchell's now kind of got his his place back, but defensively they're just. So unlike Hodgson's like mm. Palace to to be so frail and vulnerable from set pieces and not just look like they can they can concede every time a team kind of attacks them. It's not what I'd expect them them to look like. Uh, but attacking wise, yeah, I mean they they do look like they have a bit more about them going forward with with Eze there. I think they've signed a new is it a new striker they've signed um, who who comes with a good reputation and yeah, Zaha as well. Like on penalties, having a re- having his best like most productive season. He's that kind of player who, as soon as you see the goal like going for Palace, you're like, "Yep, that's obviously going to be Zaha." Yeah.
0: He's got it's, to have something to do with it, hasn't he? Got
1: yeah. to have something to do with it, yeah. And it's you know it's a good player to own. So, yeah, I mean, midfield there's so many options at the moment. Um, it's hard to know how to fit him in, but I think he's a good pick.
0: And of course, game week twenty five, Brighton away, Zaha does something
1: oh, it's... Captain, Guarantee always Guaranteed. <laughs> he always scores Guaranteed.
0: Guaranteed. He always does. Let's look at data of the last four. He, he doesn't appear. There he is down there on um, minutes per expected goal involvement, 191.5. So he is in the top 30 over the last four. Um, a popular name at the top there. Antonio, look at that. 74 minutes per expected goal involvement. Um, the top ahead of Lacazette, who's on 101. Antonio's just come back and it's like he's never been away, isn't it?
1: I know. And if you haven't got him, what are you doing? Get him in. priority. He's he could have had twenty points against Palace. He was he, he had he had some pretty bad misses. Um uh, maybe that was a bit harsh. He had he, he could have he could have scored more. He's still I think he's still a little bit rusty. Um yeah, of course it's whether he's put all his injuries behind him, but you've got to think that he's been managed to this point now. They they don't have any other striker at the moment to, to play, so they need him. <laughs> they need to keep him fit, they need to keep him starting. And I love him. I just think he's, he's just, I, I can't imagine playing against him at like any club in the world. I can't imagine having him running at you. He is an absolute unit with loads of speed, loads of strength, great finish. It must be a nightmare playing against him. Love it. Him.
0: But, well, but I mean, he's not, I mean, I, I've, I was involved in a thread on Twitter this week. I don't think he's the most natural goal scorer, but his pace no. and power, his presence in the box, um, And he's a nuisance. He's got nuisance value, like the the whole, you know, Andy Carroll, old West Ham striker of old. Um, So he he adds that to as well. But it's just that willingness to run the channels. He was an ex winger, so he does that really well. There aren't many weaknesses in his game now. Sometimes he's finishing, he's lacking, and that showed against Palace. But he does more than enough. Every match, he he, he just terrorises defences. And the other thing is, I mean, we look at their fixtures now. It doesn't really matter, Antonio. You always think like they're playing Liverpool at home next. Liverpool defensively are still quite strong, but you think Antonio's going to cause them a lot of problems, isn't he? Nat Phillips and Henderson, they think we'll
1: be able to cope with him bursting through. I I fancy him in that game. I think he's going Mm. to get something in that.
0: Yeah. And then after that, Villa, Fulham, Sheffield United. It could be worse. That's not a bad run. Villa have just conceded three goals to Burnley, a very physical team. Again, are they going to cope with Antonio? Yeah. I mean, there aren't many defenses you look at and think, "Well, he's not going to get anything against them." Maybe City in game week twenty six, who are yeah, super. That's elite, about right it. Moment. Yeah, but that that yeah. is about it. When you own Antonio, you'd never, you're never not fancying him to get something, are you? And that's the beauty of him, and and it's just great to have him back as an option. Yeah, you, you mentioned Saka, and he is there. He's down there, you know, in uh, sixth place, just behind Aubameyang, Son, De Bruyne, and Lacazette. That is the company that Saka is keeping. Um, 120 minutes per expected goal involvement, non penalty. That's incredible, isn't it? For a I player know. who's still developing.
1: Yeah, and from five five point two million or whatever he is on on FPL, um, and he's a player who's who's been used like in the utility way by Arsenal quite a lot. You know, plays at left back, fills in in midfield, and all this. But now it looks like he's finally found this attacking role that really suits him. Um, and I think he just, he's going to be in the team for years in that role and just going to keep getting better and better. Uh, yeah, great
0: option. I mean, what's it extraordinary like minutes per shot, 28 minutes, 28.4 minutes per shot, which is ahead of Son, who's uh, 33.6 and Lacazette as well, 39. So yeah. he, he's actually shooting. I didn't have him down as that kind of player. I always thought at the start of the season when I was thinking about using him and getting him in, I thought, well, he's a creator of chances. He's not really a player who gets in the box and has shots but in recent weeks he has shown mm. that side to his game and we've got to we've got to take notice
1: yeah and Arteta's got to take credit for that because he's he's obviously seen that about him and moved him to this different position different role um, I think having Smith Rowe in the team obviously takes that onus on him to constantly yeah. trying to look to create and thread the book because now he's freer to, to run up the pitch and dribble a bit more and and shoot more and and that kind of stuff so having a number 10 who isn't like mean, Completely useless, like Ozil's been for a, a while. Uh, you know, definitely helps him. So yeah, it'd be interesting to know what happens with with Udegaard coming in. You'd think it would probably help him even more because his yeah. reputation is bigger than Smith Rose, and he should be a better player. So we'll see what happens with that.
0: Um, just looking down the list, I mean, Mark Watkins has done well. Two goals in two games, um, and yep. 127.7 minutes per shot over the last four um, game weeks. Yeah, I mean, he's beginning to show the potential that we knew he had. He just had that terrible run where people were giving up on him. But in a in a team where Jack Grealish, you're going to get chances, aren't you? Grealish is down to himself. We both don't own him at the moment, and it's unsettling, isn't it? Grealish rather than Watkins.
1: Yeah, I mean, Watkins is kind of like Bamford-esque, isn't he? You feel like he needs about ten chances to put mm. to, to put one away. Uh, Grealish, I, I just that goal went in, and I, I was just sad. Cause I just thought I love him. He's just he's he's everything I want in my team. I just don't know. Like I said, there's so many options. I I, I just don't know how to fit you in, Jack. Like there's, this, you know, I'm prioritizing like Gunduan and my Everton players and stuff. And your fixtures aren't really that good, but they don't really matter because you're such an excellent player anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, for you know, for for you know, you think earlier in the season how much we both raved about him, and now fast forward to now, neither of us have got him in our team, what are we and It's still. Doing pretty well, Yeah, what are we yeah. doing? Why, why
0: haven't we got? Him? But the thing is, you, you look at then, some of the other names here. You have got Harvey Barnes. We haven't considered him. Madison, yep. of course, one of your your favourite player. Yep. Uh, you've got you've got to consider him as well. Obviously Gundogan. We've talked about Zaha as well. We've talked about Saka. We can't get all these players. But suddenly the the choice across the point the price points is is massive. Yeah, it is. Um, and it makes me think that it, you, we've got to look at three five two we've got to look at 5 men midfields as a formation at the moment because, you know, we've lost Vardy, we've lost Kane now, it seems. So five in midfield with two City defenders and one other is looking like the default template now. I mean, a 4-5-1 at the four,
1: moment five, is, yeah, even, yeah. Is, 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 you know, you've got two City defenders, you stick, you know, maybe Robertson or Trent in there and then you look at someone like Sue Foul Dean, um, you know, you've got a pretty strong team there and you've probably got about £7 million in the bank very very it's such a bizarre
0: season this one yeah it is i mean and what do you make of son do you think that he'll kick on a bit in terms of his threat with kane out or do you think it'll go the other way he's lost the chief creator but mm. do you think like you say he's always done well when he's stood in for for kane up front if indeed that is the case and vinicius doesn't play but i think you're right we, think talk, on we, on we talked little
1: about the start didn't we right at the
0: start yeah we did i, I think that I'd just be interested to see how his data changes now. He's had a shot every 33.6 mm. minutes last four. And if we go back to the season, is he, is he even in the top 30? Just a shot every 45 minutes is what he's averaging, which is pretty poor for a player who's ranked second in the FBL ratings at the moment. for points. Yeah. A shot every 45 minutes. I, I'm going to be interested to see how his data changes without Kane there. Presumably, he's going to have more shots in the box. He's going to be more of a threat. But it really depends on... What? And, what and I mean, they
1: unless can... they bring in like Vinicius yeah. as a kind of Kane-like the like because Vinicius isn't going to drop back as much as Kane does, which which lets Son go on. So if, if Vinicius comes in and he's you know you're going to be the one, you're now going to be the focal point, and Son's doing more running in behind, we might see even more of a drop off on his on his stats. So this is what I mean. I, d- I don't think Son is a must own like right now. I wouldn't be flocking to get him in, but um I'm happy having him to see what happens. Mm. But. He's going to go one of two ways. I think he's either going to regress quite a lot or he's going to be a really strong option if he plays up front as on pens. So, yeah, yeah you just have to wait. It's
0: never like and see. I'm in the same boat you were with Gundogan. I was all set to get him in. And now I'm like, mm, should I leave it a week to see what happens? And Brighton away is the kind of fixture he could punish me on. Um, let's talk of the fixtures. Let's look at the fish. Now, we've got to do this every week now because you're <laughs> logging. We did all right got- last week. FBL pot noodles. Log in the scores. I did, and I got. I think I've got one score correct. I think I got the uh, Wolves Chelsea game correct, which I said 0-0 nil, nil nil. So when uh, obviously we haven't gathered the scores yet because the last game was tonight. So when we do our next show, we'll give you a, a view on the standings. And I think I've edged ahead of as in the first. You one. have, you have, All yeah. Right. But only one correct. We did so well the first night. I think we got. Seven out of eight results correct the first night of the game. One correct score. Uh, so but then it all went <laughs> wrong day two. And then tonight, no one predicted a 3-1 win for Liverpool, of course. So that was that was hard to foresee. I guess many people would have done, but we certainly fancied Spurs. Let's look at this week then. Let's get through these. Uh, Everton versus Newcastle, the early kickoff. I really wish it wasn't because that puts me off Everton mm. assets. I've got to go with... Let's let's be brave. Let's go a three nil, three 0 Nice,
1: nice. Yeah, I was hoping you'd say that. I'm I'm, I'm going to go for a four nil, a four 0 Everton. I think they're, <laughs> <laughs> I think they're really going to go I mean, you know, they they play against Leicester. They're obviously going to be a bit, have to be a bit more defensive minded. It's a big game for them. Both in a similar position in the table. Both looking for top six, maybe even top four. You could well Leicester maybe even win the league, um, but you know, neither one wants to lose that game. So you can, I can see why they would be a bit more shock. I mean, Rodriguez, what a goal from from him! Uh, he's he's just he's just such a class player. If they they just need to keep him fit. Yeah. And you know, they're, they're, I just I really I just really like them I, when when they're all on song and they're all and they're all playing well. They're 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 just a, such a fantastic team. So I think they're going to go back to how they were at the start of the season. Newcastle, I, I just I just I just can't see them getting anything in from this game. And and you know, I think Leeds made them look a lot better than they actually are. So yeah, heavy, heavy Everton win
0: for me. The only question mark is Pickford and can Newcastle get any joy there because Pickford mm. is prone to error. And I think with Sam Maximum back, Sam Maximum looked really good when he came on. So they could nick a goal out of the Pickford factor, but I'll I'll go with 3-0. You're going with 4-0. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a home win, surely. Palace versus Wolves, very, very tough. I mean, every <laughs> game that Wolves are involved in, I like to say nil nil at the moment because I look at them and think, yeah, they've got Pedence back. They're still lucky in the cutting edge though, aren't they? Uh, Neto does what he can. Troy has been a disappointment in terms of final product and output. Really awful. I think it's got one goal, two assists. just not good enough for a player of his quality from the previous season. I think Palace will nick this low. I'll go 1-0 Palace. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, talk about disappointing teams every week. It's like, Wolves. you know, they had that, that win against City and it was like, oh, you know, They've sold all these players, but you know Nuno knows what he's doing, and it's just it's just boring to watch. But like, there's there's no that you see like Wolves last season. You'd see like Wolves feed anyone, and you'd be like, "Oh, it's gonna be a really good game." Wolves are really gonna get out of them this year. It's like they just pass it around. They're just boring. Like the most exciting thing is Traore greasing
0: himself up. That's the only <laughs> thing I look forward to.
1: The yeah, actual footballs. Is-
0: rubbish it is true and, and and what minute will podents go off that's about the only source <laughs> yeah. of assignment. Um yeah. Neto's done well I mean he's going to be there player, he yeah yeah um, for sure but we looked at this early season and we were going Wolves are really not tracking very well data wise and you watch them and they're quite uninspiring it hasn't got any better you know we're over halfway and it doesn't look like getting any better they're just about going to keep out the relegation battle but they're not going to do much else I don't think unless I mean Jimenez has been a huge blow obviously mm. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I'm going one nil. What are you going? Were you going Palace win as well? Then, yeah, it's tricky.
1: I mean, I, th- I think I think Palace will score, and I don't think Wolves will score. Mm, so there you go. <laughs> I know it's, it kind of answers itself, doesn't it? So yeah, I think I think I'll go for a for a one nil. Okay. I mean, if Tomkin if Tomkins isn't back, maybe Wolves will will get one. Um, I'll, I'll stick I'll stick with a one nil. I'll match him.
0: City Sheffield United. Now, normally we would give this as a heavy home win but Sheffield United will go there having got three points at Old Trafford which no one saw coming I do worry though that that would have taken it out of them they, they'll be boosted by it but I wonder how leggy they'll be their squad is stretched they've, they've lost more players they had to have Elker out against United you've got to think Jaggy Elker if he has to be on the pitch against City is going to be difficult for them it's yeah. difficult he it's was difficult. immense though wasn't he My what's God, that what a performance from Jagielka yeah, against United right? absolutely has brilliant he got, has he got two games in him in a week I don't know surely not surely not 3-0 City at least I'll, I'll stick to shall I go 4 no I'm going to go 4-0 again 4-0 go on let take it up
1: I, I really don't think Chevy United are going to do well in this game I... <laughs> <No way. laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean, you haven't got to be an expert to, no, to predict that. No. I think you're right. It's just, it's just a question of how many. Um, Chevy I don't tend to get thrashed. I think they've had three games mm. this season where they've conceded three or more goals. So I don't think we're looking at five, six, seven. I think four's... Did you say four?
0: I said four again, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think I'll go three. I'll, yeah. I'll plan down a little bit. I think 3-0 City is, is probably a little bit more recent. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if they got more... They're so good. I mean, yeah. I
0: mean, the performance against West Brom, they were just—you couldn't see where the attacks were coming from all angles. West Brom didn't know what to do. I mean, Big Sam, perhaps a bit out of his depth in terms of how does he deal with this? I mean, he stick a big centre forward up against him, he knows what to do. But the way City played, just—I don't know if anyone really would have worked it out. It was just so hard to pick any of them up. And yeah, uh, again, I think Sheffield United will show William, but I don't think they'll live with them.
1: I don't think they played that well, Sheffield United against no. against Manu. I don't think they they needed to. Mm-hmm. They just United were just they couldn't string passes. Ago, you had Pogba just like booting the ball off to another to a Sheffield United player. Like there was no urgency about United. There was no threat. Like it was just the goals they scored were just like stupid mistakes. So it wasn't like Sheffield United putting like the most amazing performance I've ever seen, and that suddenly means they're going to start taking over. I still think they're they're pretty crap, and City are going to thrash them. So. Yeah,
0: comfortable yeah, the, the the second the Burke goal as well hilarious defending wasn't it? <laughs> no, what are, just, just what are they doing? Just what are they doing? It's difficult to know who was to blame because there was about four or five players you could yeah. have pointed your finger at. And but yeah, just very strange performance from United given where they were and the opportunity they've got. Um, let's go to West Brom. Fulham. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a West Brom recovery here. Big Sam kept the team in for a couple of hours really? after the game, didn't he? Do Did you hear about that? Um, so there was a team meeting effectively after that drubbing by City uh, and I'm going to go for a reaction. I, I'm going to, I've am going i got Johnston and I'm probably going to play him in goal. I'm going to go 1-0 West Brom.
1: Yeah, over Pope, who Burnley got? Uh, Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I just don't really want to back West Brom to, to win. They're just, I think they're just by far the worst team in the league at the moment. So and I've, and Fulham, the Fulham Brighton game wasn't wasn't that good. Mm. I tipped that last week to be a really exciting match, and yeah, it wasn't. Um, I think Fulham will win this one. I think Fulham will win it two one.
0: Yeah, I mean Fulham are the better football inside. I just wonder if it's the kind of game Sam can just grind and manager a, a one 0 out of it's. A, it's if they've got, got any hope of staying up,
1: yeah. gotta get something
0: exactly. Uh, Arsenal United we talked about United's disappointing performance um, this is going to be a real test for them I mean Arsenal flying at the moment tails up even without Aubameyang you've got to think that they're going to be a big threat to United's title it seems weird to say title credentials I know. because they've come from nowhere fine, and they no. kind of are oh, they're in the mix <laughs> right we've got to say that yeah, yeah. but I'm going to go with a. I mean one all, I'll go 2-1 United I think they'll recover 2-1 United
1: I I, I still think United do well to get top four.
0: Right.
1: I think title, the title is just a dream. Like, they're just, they're they're just, they're just too far off. They're too, it's performances like that. I think Rhea Ferdinand said it yesterday. It's it's performances like that, which is why they won't win. Because you've got to grind out wins against the bottom of the team. And it's like when I play football manager and my team inexplicably loses to like bottom of the league. That's why I don't ever win the league or the titles or anything, because I'm always throwing away stupid games like that. Um, Yeah, just a, just a bad. I mean, when United in these big games always disappoints me. Every time I watch them, I'm, I don't even want
0: to watch that game. Nil nil. Could be. I mean, that's not a bad bad shout to be honest. I and mean, no what do girls, we do with Bruno? Boring. What do we do with Bruno? Do we do we turn our back on him as a captain, or do we still back him? Yeah, I think captain
1: captain wise. I think this is the time. I've, I've got an article out on, on scout come out today, um, where I really think that the next few weeks is a real time to start experimenting a bit with with the captains Mm. because we've got Bruno and Salah off form they haven't got the best games and if I've got if I've got any aims of sort of recovering the season I need to I need to start thinking a bit differently and this week would have been perfect with Gundogan or or Cancelo Um, hopefully that can continue and I'm going to start backing some some other players so yeah I'm I'm, I'm backing against Bruno um, and Salah for the next few weeks for sure
0: yeah Okay, that's good enough. Uh, Southampton Villa, we we love Jack. Do we love Villa enough to expect them to bounce back against Southampton? I think so. I think Southampton still don't convince me in terms of a cutting edge. I know Ings is back, but he he always feels like he's just one step away from another injury. Oh, I do feel sorry for him. He's looking for a move, so he's looking to impress. I think he really is manoeuvring to get to mm. get a big money move, get a Champions League team. Um. But I don't see Southampton score one against Villa. I'm going to go with a 1-0 Villa.
1: Yeah, they look a bit um, laboured, don't they? And a bit, you know, I don't know. They've got that amazing win against Liverpool. And since then, they've kind of... I know, it feels like they've peaked and they've gone on holiday after that. Uh, I think Villa will have too much for them. Uh, I'm going to go for a 2-0, 2-0 Villa.
0: And Chelsea Burnley, as I said, I'm not playing Pope in this. I'm... Pres- I don't know. I'm in two minds because it's the kind of game Burnley having won against Villa. They could go and get something at Chelsea. They've won there before. They've got a decent record there, I think. Um, so I am. And of course, Good know, form we, as well. with the new manager in at Chelsea, um, what do you make of that? What do you make of um, of his arrival?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I did, I, 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 can't, I did want to see Frank do well, actually. Uh, you know, Chelsea legend, Great player, you know it's, it's kind of a romantic thing, isn't it, that he'd come back and then and take them to the top? But I mean, he can't be surprised at what happened. Results just haven't been good enough, and mm. the, I think the biggest problem was just the lack of identity that they had in the, in the side. So I, th- I think they needed to make a change. It's brutal, but I don't know. I, I just think he's. I don't. I don't really see how he could have turned things around and and, and taken them to the next level like they wanted. But then when you look at Solskjaer and it was kind of the same with him and you what know, okay, well he's doing, but yeah. I don't. When you've got someone available like Tuchel or, you know, there was they were talking about um, uh, Allegri or, or, or managers like that. Like, I think they're just, they, you know, they've they just got that winning sort of mentality I and mean, they, yeah. they bring trophies. I think Tuchel's going to do well there. I think, they, think they've, got a, they've got a good talk, man in there.
0: We talked a lot about Chelsea last week and... Havertz and Werner in particular and everyone's presuming that Tuchel's going to get more out of those two but then Werner was benched again in his first game yeah. of charge so it's it's hard to read James has benched that was a mount and yeah. at, at the moment we've just got to wait and see and see what he does in terms yeah. and of and well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, d- I don't know what to make of it so I, I think Chelsea win this but only by a 1-0 scoreline
1: Chilwell wing back could be really exciting mm. if and, and James as well if he if he gets if he gets back in although if he's now got competition with Hudson-Doyitz and as will going to the middle but yeah uh you think Chelsea win do you say mm, just yeah I think this could be a probably a scrappy
0: one uh 1-0 Chelsea is that what you're saying yeah
1: yeah I'll go for that 1-0 mm,
0: I think that's wise uh Leicester leads I I'm kind of turned against play my Leeds players here. Leicester's defence, third best over the last four we saw earlier in the data. Um, They're looking stronger as we go towards the running. They actually perhaps are more title contenders than Man United given the form at the moment. They haven't got Vardy, but they've got enough to beat Leeds. I will go 3-1 Leicester.
1: This game really, really stresses me out because Mm. I really, really want to captain a Leicester player Mm. in this match because I... I'm just looking at these fixtures, and I just think this is perfect for Leicester. That I just, I cannot foresee any way Leeds get out of this without conceding a couple of goals. I think it's going to be a good game. There's going to be goals in it, both sides. And I'm looking at Harvey Barnes, and I'm thinking, yeah. I want, I want to captain him. I, I literally want to bring him in a captain. Him. The trouble is, I don't know how I'd do it because I want Gundogan as well, who seems more long term. But for this fixture. I think Harvey Barnes is is the strongest captain pick of, of everyone. I think it's going to be four three Leicester. <laughs> I yeah,
0: mean, I, I'm I'm with you on Barnes totally. I think he's a great pick. If if I had a he's way perfect for this anyway. game. I mean, I could do. I could go to Barnes. I mean, there's no reason why not. Rafina to Barnes could be an option, and it might well be something because I share your thoughts as well. Madison, yes, yeah, playing well. Barnes just got that cutting edge, hasn't he? And I think he will cause them all kinds of problems. He's having a great season. So, yeah, Leicester win this for both of us and Barnes to excel. That's obviously a, a, a big thing for both of us there. West Ham versus Liverpool, very hard to call. But after tonight's performance, I'm going to go 2-0 Liverpool. I, I know really? Antonio will cause some problems, but I think they will control the game and they'll they'll manage it. Um, so I will go 2-0. It's a tough one to call. Uh I'm going to go for two all. Really, you think there's goals in it? It Could be. Yeah.
1: I think West Ham. West Ham have got enough to cause Liverpool problems, and I think Liverpool have got enough to cause West Ham problems. Mm. And I think more than just a one-one. I think there's. I think there's potential for there to be quite a few goals in this. Mm. Is it? It's. I never really know. Kind of. I'd like to see some stats on when you've got games this closely together, because um, I know over Christmas we. Gee. You know, we we see, it and I think clean sheet. We do. We saw more clean sheets this year, yeah. didn't we? Over over mm. Christmas. Mm. So it might be that we're predicting all these goals, and actually it's going to be a lot less than than we think. Um, but purely on, you know, attacking wise from both players, from both teams, I think there there should be goals in it.
0: It's just a fatigue, is it? Like, uh, uh, you know, Moyes is saying Antonio is not there yet. He looks good enough, but is he going to get? Is he going to catch up with him? You know, three games in a week. Um, may well do uh, Liverpool don't have you know the squad at the back to rotate their defence so they could get found out with Antonio as we said but I, I think they'll just they'll go for, I think they'll kick on from tonight's result and, and win this mm. three, that's me Brighton Spurs I think Brighton gets something now with Kane out I really fancied Kane in this game and I think we will see a one all draw I think Brighton will will score first Spurs just won't have enough to win it Without Kane, I think it's a big blow. So I'll go one all.
1: The Az special, and I agree. I think we'll get something out of this.
0: Mm.
1: I was confident even before Harry Kane got injured <laughs> that we yeah, we get something enough. out of this with him out. Uh, yeah, I, I think we'll we'll contain we'll contain Son. Um, you know, I think we he, and now he's the chief threat. I think you know mm. teams are going to look to really kind of mark him out of the game and make sure he doesn't score like he did earlier in the. Today, you know, when he's just passed through by Kane and just slots it in, uh, and I think we're quite good at, at kind of stopping those kind of chances. So, yeah, I, I don't really know where Spurs' goals are going to come from in this game. I, I think this is this is actually a really tough game for Spurs to come into after the back of that injury.
0: uh Yeah, one-one-one. Both going one month Well, we'll see. Pot noodle has been writing those down. Hopefully, otherwise, this has gone for Burton already. Um, but yeah, thanks <laughs> thanks to FPL Pot Noodle for doing this. A bit of fun. Yeah, so we're now tracking how we do, and it will be interesting to see how awful we are at this, or otherwise maybe I'll have
1: to check in once a month or something to see. Yeah, how on. just
0: to see how things are going. Um, let's look at our teams before we look at captains and round off. Then uh, let's go to Aziz's team first um, and look at what he's doing. So you're going to take an eight point hit is what you're considering now right
1: yeah you you can you can help me with this because am i might just losing my mind i don't want to like throw everything away but at the same time i want to start attacking a little bit i'm just getting a bit bored of every week being average like again again this week 100,000 rise it's all right i'm just looking for something a bit kind of bigger and i, I don't really care if i slip down to like 1.2 1.3 billion like 800,000 rubbish anyway. I just kind of feel like I want to do something that's really going to give me a chance to to kick on. And I'm looking at the fixtures and I'm, I'm I'm looking at Everton and I'm looking at City and this is what I've put in my article. It's like the next two games are so good for those two teams. And I think Everton, it's it's they're getting their players back at the right time. You've got Dean at left wing now who's given that out of position potential option. Uh, Calvert, all the creativity around him. So what I'm thinking of is uh, Rafina out for Gundawin Now, he's a reluctant sale, mm. but I don't think he can match gundawin's output. So it's just, you know, I don't particularly want to sell him, but I think Gundogan's got more potential going forward. So then I'm looking at selling Adams, who's been absolute crap for me all the weeks I've had him, and getting in Calvert-Lewin. And then I'm looking at getting rid of Eiling and bringing in Dean. So that'd be a minus eight. It would mean Bamford on the bench, it would mean Rafina Adams and Eiling out.
0: Minus could, eight. Could you do could you do uh, Barnes and um and Calvert Lewin in for just the minus four? Could you not do Rafina? Yeah, out? but
1: then that would mean no Gunderwen.
0: Because
1: mm. yeah. <laughs> the other option is I do Rafina, Suchek and uh Eiling out for Barnes, Gundwin and Dean.
0: Yeah, But then I'm getting rid of Suchek. Saying... Yeah, you know, FBL arrow is saying I would do a minus four, no Dino move. Um, I think I, I would minus eight. I think when you've got a green arrow, and I look at that team, and I think there's nothing wrong with the defence, nothing wrong in goal. Salah, Fernandez, Son, yeah, fair enough, a bit template, but don't need to touch that yet. Antonio, great Bamford, you could leave. I maybe wouldn't play him. You're absolutely right. There's not a lot wrong with your team. I keep saying this, and this is what's a mystery when <laughs> <if> you're struggling. <laughs> because every week I look at your team and think, well, that's a good side. He's, he's going to do all right. And then you never seem to have a game week which propels you forward. You know, you get little rises. You've not been getting bigger ones. And I don't really understand why, because you don't seem to be doing much wrong. You're just not hitting the right play at the right time, of course, um, and not having that bit of luck, I guess. Um, but I would do a minus four, And I think Barnes, I think you're right in Barnes, and I think you're right in Everton. Maybe Barnes and Dean are in, maybe, and you play 4-4-2. Have you thought about that?
1: There's So no Gundogan then, even though I think he's pretty much the strongest. This is what's so annoying about Mm. not having done the Gundogan move last week as well. Mm. Because if I'd done Gundogan, then I could take a minus four, get Barnes and Dean for for another minus four and and be happy. But now that it's for a minus eight, I'm also thinking... Should that matter? Like, it would have been the minus eight anyway if I'd done the minus four last week and the minus four this week. So maybe just do it and just get the way. I mean, what, I'd, what I could do would be... Um, well, I, I can't do. What I, what I would have liked to have done maybe would be Suchek, um, Rafinha and Adams out for Calvert-Lewin, Barnes and Gundogan. That would be a proper aggressive minus eight, but I'm point one off. <laughs> oh,
0: if only you'd made early transfers. See? I no
1: not- See?
0: See, even these times when we've got loads of money, there are those instances where you're just not one shy, and it does hurt. But that would have been a good move, yeah. Less to lose on that, I think. Um, so, when you, what's your gut? Are you going to make these? Tra- are, you to, are you going to leave it till Saturday morning? Is that the my my gut? My gut is
1: definitely Graffinio and Adams out right. for Calvert-Lewin yeah. and, and and Gundogan. That that just seems yeah. sensible. It's just then whether I take a minus four to bring in Dean. I, I don't re. I mean, I've, I've back goals in the Leicester Leeds match. Anyway, I just, Bamford just, I don't just don't know about him. I, I just, I don't like, I don't like the fact he's so highly owned. I don't like the fact he's off form. It feels like it could be the potential to, you know, take a bit of a risk. And if he blanks and Dean gets a big score playing the left wing against Newcastle, that could be something that really kicks my season on.
0: Yeah, the only the only thing, I mean, going back to the ticker, Leeds' fixtures aren't awful. They've got Leicester away, but then they're at home to Everton and Crystal Palace. But they're not that strong at home, are they? That's the thing. They No. In home matches, they haven't been brilliant. They're they getting their new pitch. Is that coming soon? They are. I mean, I expect the pitch to be in better condition. Um, but I, I, I'm with you on Bamford. I do think I've, maybe this is the right time to get off Bamford because he is highly owned. Calvert-Lewin's a thing. Um, and I think Bamford could be one to go. But I've got Rodrigo, so it's a pretty simple decision for me. Um, just, so just looking at my team... At the moment, I'm going with Johnson in goal over Pope, although I may change that. Um, Trent, Cancelo, Diaz. And at the moment, I'm going James Justin. Uh, Fernandez, Gunduan, Salah, Antonio, Bamford and Rodrigo. But obviously, I'm going to get Rodrigo out, probably for Calvert-Lewin now. It was going to be for Kane. Um, and the other thing I was thinking, I was doing Rathina to Son, Rodrigo to Calvert-Lewin, which I can afford, uh, which I might do that for a minus four. But it's just... I don't know what to make of Son now mm. without Kane. That's the thing. Is it worth a hit for the Brighton game?
1: I don't th- I don't think it is, personally. No,
0: But maybe Barnes... You've, I mean, we have both
1: maybe... back to 1-1. Like, mm. what's the max that's going to... I mean, if it's a 1-1, he's probably going to score the goal, but I don't know. It's um... Um,
0: My gut's now saying I just won't take a hit, and it's just Rodrigo de Calvert-Lewin, I think. Um, even though, I, know, I mean, we've talked about Barnes, and we'll kick ourselves if he gets in a double-figure return. Because we both called it. But Why? I think...
1: Why are you playing Justin over Rafinha?
0: Well, that's I've been playing around with this all the time. I and mean, yeah, I, I, do I fancy Leeds to score at Leicester? Leicester's defence is looked strong. Mm. Do you see Leeds scoring? You I mean you tipped it, didn't you?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. I think. Mm. I think. I think they'll score.
0: Yeah, it um. is between those two. I do struggle with these these calls on the bench don't I? and you're always very good at spotting that in my team.
1: <laughs> good for you. <laughs> Rubbish myself. <Yeah.
0: laughs> And what do you think about Suchek I mean, not playing him? Is that risky? I, I, I'd, I'd
1: play Rafinha over Bamford. Would you? I'm, I'm really reluctantly selling Rafinha. It's um, if I wanted to keep, if I was going to keep one, if it was like a draft game or you know, if I could have six midfielders or whatever, I'd definitely keep him. It's only because of the position, like classification. Um, yeah, Suchek as well. He could, he could do some damage against against Liverpool. He's not James, bad.
0: Not... James Friedman in the chat saying, "How do you still have Trent?" Yeah, because it's that blind allegiance that I talked about that tonight I celebrated rather enthusiastically. Um, yeah, I mean, he was going to go. Every week I look at it, though, it's got to be Trent out. And then the, the Boiner injury meant I didn't need the money anymore. And so there's always something else to do. And I look at it this week and go, West Ham away. I might as well play him. You never know. It might be a, a purple patch he's in, but I doubt it. I think he'll go eventually, but just not yet. Um, but yeah, I, I think... I'm not going to take a hit. I was going to be really aggressive and go, right, I had a good game week. Let's spend some points. But I'm now with the cane injury. It's thrown me a bit. Yeah. Mm, so I, I think
1: put, Rodrigo to calvert is
0: such yeah, a it's solid upgrade. And I might yeah. captain calvert but let's talk. Let's end the show by looking at captains. Um, the captain matrix for game weeks, looking forward, game week 21. We well, Kane's on there. We didn't have time to take him off before the show because we came straight from the match. Um, Son at Brighton is perhaps not the top option now. You've got to consider Gundogan at home to Sheffield United, Cavalier yeah. at home to Newcastle. But just looking forward, um, we wanted Kane and Son for game week 23 at home to West Brom. But now that you know, there's doubts over Kane and maybe doubts over Son without Kane, maybe in game week 23 we're looking at Antonio at, at Fulham now. It's not a bad, not a bad fixture for him, is it?
1: Game week 23 is is really interesting because mm. the, the the Spurs-West Brom game was so by far the, the standout option mm. in that. And I, I still think it's going to be some, you know, I, I think you would be pretty brave not, not to back him in that. But if you haven't got yeah. him, I literally don't know who you go for because all mm. the other fixtures look tough. I think Arsenal got Wolves that week, is mm. that right? Um, which, you know, could be good for maybe even someone like Saka. This is what I mean, like the... the we now have the, the kind of opportunity to start thinking about captaining like five, six million pound players, which is such a rare thing to have. And I just don't think there's the, the in previous years that the difference between the, the, the low price players and the high ones has been massive, like it's so much more reliable. But I really think that gap's closing at the moment. And I think this is the time to really start kind of attacking that. Um, So, yeah, I'm going to look to captain someone a bit different every week, except for maybe probably Game Week 23, where I'm probably going to go for Son.
0: Mm, But, I mean, I've got names like Antonio and Gundawan and Calvert-Lewin on there now. Now, uh, two weeks ago, they weren't even in am thinking. But now, even more so with the Kane injury and perhaps Son, perhaps missing Kane, we'd have to consider those names. And calvert Lewin's, you know, he's got Fulham at home in Game Week 24. You'd look to him in that game. And Gundawan, I mean... Is he now the city? I mean, I guess we've got to, we've got to consider him for this game week, haven't we? At home to yeah. Sheffield United. Um, we're looking at the data here. So this is the captain candidates I picked out and, you know, I've got Calvert-Lewin, Fernandez, Salah, Kane, Son, Gundawan and Cancelo. I mean, Cancelo has got to be in the mix as well. Yep. Yeah. Because you'd think he's going to start. You think the clean sheet is there. So you've got, you know, a high, a high floor, if you like. Um, and we saw that he's quite capable of attacking returns, finally. Would you even go there? Would you think about Cancelo? Captain?
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Look at Luke this week, captained him. Went triple triple C defence and captain Cancelo. He's only about six points behind me now or something. He was about 100 behind me a few weeks ago. Mm. So, yeah, he, I mean, that's the thing with, with Cancelo. I think I was talking to Seb on, on Twitter earlier and he was talking about kind of like, Reliable captain picks, and mm. and you know you, you pick your sellers and your it so you can get reliable. Well, what's more reliable than getting six points every week from a <laughs> from a Man City defender? Yeah, you know it's and and it's not just that because you've got his his stats are so good and the fact he comes into midfield and you know he's had a big haul, but that doesn't mean that's like he's one haul and now he's going to go back into hibernation. He's probably more likely he's going to hit another one soon. And if he's going to hit another one, it's going to be against Sheffield United or Burnley. So. I'm really considering him. I'm, I'm considering him, Gundwan and, and Calvert-Lewin um, this week. It'll be one of them. I think it'll probably want to be one of the C players. Uh, I'm I'm fifty fifty on him and Gundwan.
0: Yeah, I mean i i i was I was definitely looking at um, oh, was gone there. I was definitely looking at um, Calvert Lewin, and but before before tonight's game, it was always going to be um, on Kane or Son. They were going to be my transfers, and Kane or Son were going to be. We're going to be the captain. But, you know, it's obviously all changed as a result of tonight. Um, just correct that. There we go. There we go. Have <laughs> so um, you done them a little It's box. just my, my monitor shut down and then the screens went off <laughs> funny as a result of that. Um, so now I'm, I'm I'm kind of looking at Calvary. And in terms of minutes per expected goal, non-penalty, he's right out on top among the candidates. So 139.6 ahead of Fernandez and Salah. Um Son is still a temptation, given that minutes per point, 11 minutes per point, he's right out on top there amongst the candidates here. Just had a Kane, 11.3, Salah, 11.4, Fernandes, 11.7. It's just, I need to see Son without Kane, I think, now before I mm. be backing him for the captaincy. So I'm looking at Gundawan or Calvert-Lewin. I'm the same as you, I think. And I guess I guess the safe bet here, bizarrely, is Gundawan. I know. How I we want get Barnes,
1: here? Mark. I want now, Barnes. I know that we're
0: going to regret it if we don't. I want him. <laughs> but how do we end up with Gundogan being the safe in option? I
1: know. I
0: it's don't know. extraordinary. But what, what sways me towards the risk on Cowart Lewin is this defensive data we've got on screen here. And when you look at Minnick Spitz's goal conceded, non-penalty over the season, Newcastle were the worst defence on show amongst the captain candidate opposition So worse than Sheffield United, they've conceded an expected goal non-penalty every 64 minutes. And if you look at the last four, the gulf is massive. They've conceded an expected goal non-penalty every 54 minutes. Even Sheffield United are on 109.8. So they're almost double more likely to score for, 100% more likely to concede a goal than Sheffield United based on the last four matches. So it it points towards Everton and Calvert-Lewin on that basis. Yeah, but it's just risky going against City in the form that we saw against Westbourne. So that for me will go to the wire. I will have to talk to Severt and see because it's been a, it's been a couple of weeks since we checked mm. in with Severt. So I want to see where his team is at, whether he's got Gundawan in, what he's going to do with with songs. I think he had some. Whether he backs him for the captaincy regard this at Brighton, but for me, I've gone off right off Tottenham now without Kane. I saw that second half without Kane was disappointing from Spurs mm. and makes me think I need to see them before I back them again now. Yep. But game week 23, when they've got West Brom at home, I'll probably be over it by then and we'll, we'll all be captaining them. So um that's it for this week, I think um, we've got to do the smash and like, we will be back with a normal show next week. Um Just to explain this week, if you're listening to the podcast and you're wondering why we cut it short, it's because we did a two hour Match watch along stream, which we amusingly mm. called Goggle Box. That name will catch on, I think, Goggle Box. I thought that was a It's
1: good that. It was a last minute change. It was um, a yeah. Watch Along before, wasn't it, And you yeah. changed it.
0: Someone'll have that, Goggle Box. I mean. Um but yeah, we did a, we did a live <laughs> we did a live stream. Um so get onto YouTube and watch that. It was quite entertaining, particularly when Trent scored. Um, poor as, I know. But that's why we've cut the show a bit short this week. We've still done over an hour, I think. But next week we'll be back with the usual material. We'll be delving deeper into the data and talking more, catching up with how we're doing the predictions, uh, and so on. The games come thick and fast. Uh, so over they to do you, indeed. Aslo, for the smash and likes.
1: Yep, so 1,146 watching now. Uh, if you want to hit the like button, do it now.
0: Hit the like button now. Smash it. Watch them go up, uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> and obviously sub if you haven't already. Um, yeah, 12,000 subscribers now, Mark, so we we could hit 20,000 if we... Really pushed on. That'd before be amazing. the end of the we season, it would near. be incredible.
0: That means we'd have to Where get the suits out again. And just before we go, now, you know, I normally do a little amusing quote you know, right. at the end of the credits. And I just want to say, I wrote this this comment before the match tonight. Oh, so, this is gonna don't, hurt. don't take it badly. Don't take it as me gloating. We had a debate in the live stream about gloating about Trent's points. And I did do a bit of gloating. But I didn't go on Twitter and do it. And the comment that you'll see at the end, in the end credits, I didn't intend this to come true, but sadly it has. Um, So (laughs) please don't get upset. Dreading this. I know. um, it's It's a good night for me.
1: Good night, everyone.
0: Podcast Network.